Welcome to the Construction User 2.0 from the Association of Union Constructors. In this podcast, we explore the latest labor trends, industry insights, and important issues in the world of construction. Join us for conversations with industry leaders, subject matter experts, and innovative visionaries as we discuss how we are building the world of tomorrow. This week's guest is Alex Weber. He's an author and leadership expert, but also an award-winning lacrosse coach. His book, Failproof, has received rave reviews from pro athletes, business leaders, and award-winning authors alike. Alex will be bringing his keynote on unstoppable leadership to our upcoming construction leadership conference in just a few weeks. But until then, please welcome to the Construction User 2.0 podcast, the human shot of espresso, Alex Weber. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, I'm, I'm so fired up. I appreciate you having me. So in our, uh, in our intro and on your website, you refer to yourself as the human shot of espresso. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, I, I got to say, I think the team came up with that. I, I wasn't, you know, sitting, looking at myself in the mirror, like, all right, who, who am I right now? But, you know, I, listen, I, I do have a lot of positive energy, but I'm, I'm the first to say two things. One, it's not insincere. I think that would be exhausting and honestly a little offensive if someone was just bouncing off the walls all the time. But the truth is, is that... I really do. I love this life. I love meeting great people. I love when people are fired up like you all to redesign this world that we live in and and to do amazing things and to be a part of that. So that's what fires me up. Awesome. So that question could have technically qualified as I like to start every one of these with a completely off the wall, unimportant question just to get (laughs) us going. That could have qualified. But my favorite has actually become what is the last song that you got stuck in your head like you just could not break free of? You know what's so funny? And I'm just going to own this. It's a Sam Barber song. I, for some reason, there's a few songs like this where it's like the boys are leaving high school and they're going off to the next chapter of their life and it's like a country song about their last night there's a few songs like this and listen i'm not leaving high school i've, I've been out for a minute now but uh there's something about I, I think that's uh and i feel like your audience would hit home with this too just like when you have those deep memories and experiences and growth with a group of guys and then that chapter ends it's so universal so for for better or worse man those are the songs that have been cranking no, it's 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 amazing. No matter how old you know we get, you go back and you watch that movie, that kind of ride or die movie, or that <laughs> song yeah, from yeah, high yeah. school. That that that's that that moment, and it's like it brings you back there real quick. So <laughs> totally, I, I get it. I get 100%. it. One hundred percent. So awesome. You know, we're just going to start with. Tell me a little bit about you. You know, you have such an interesting story. Just in in researching, you know, we we have you coming out to our leadership conference, and in researching you for that, as well as reading a little bit of your book and and googling you, you're the first person I've ever actually gotten to talk to that was on American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Thanks, brother. So just, I mean, what's your story? How did you get here? Where you know, where did you come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, gosh, it's, it's a layered one. So, uh, I'll, uh, first off, I cannot wait to be in Savannah with y'all and, and my man Sterling Hawkins is speaking as well. And, uh, so just so fired up to join y'all. And, uh, you know, Ninja Warrior has been, it's been every season of it literally has been its own period where I'm like, this is going to be its own adventure and its own experience. And it's something where, and then I'll get into specifics, but it's something where before I decide to commit myself to it, because you got to train for a year and you don't know. And for those who haven't seen it, it's this really intense obstacle course series on NBC. It's called one of, if not the toughest obstacle course series on earth. 
it's bananas. And to do it, you really got to be training as much as possible for a year. And you don't really know if you're going to get a shot to actually compete till a month out. So the decision to be in or out has to take place irregardless of the result. And really, if you know if you'll get a shot at your goal or not. So I always ask myself the year before, I'm like, do you want to do this? Because it's going to be a lot. You're going to be driving an hour. You're going to be training for three hours. You're going to beat the crud out of your body. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. And this may end with either, gosh, smiles, winning, laughs, pride, or this might end with heartbreak and some humbling moments and some frustration. So knowing all that, are you in or you out? And every time I'm in, (laughs) but I'm in really because of how much I love what it does to me. I love that I go train and get to be with other athletes and because, and this is the more layered answer is I played D1 lacrosse. So I played college lacrosse and that was my dream, but something happened to me where I finished college lacrosse and everyone referred to me as a former athlete. And I accepted that identity. And we're going to talk a lot about that when I'm with you on Savannah. I accepted that identity, even though my inside was like, no, (laughs) no, that's not who I am. And because I accepted it, I acted, I, you know, treated myself like a former athlete and got kind of depressed. So when American Ninja Warrior came in my life and, and we'll, you know, talk more when I'm there because it came in my life as a host and a competitor, it was not only for my dream job that I had to do this sport, but also I felt like I was kind of fighting for my life as an athlete because I had lost it. I had lost that identity. So now I was like, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta fight for this. No, I like that. And that's, tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, so you, you, you're an author, you're a speaker, you are not a former athlete, you're a current athlete. You have done kind of everything. Your, you know, your book is, is fail proof. You, where did, how did the, all, all of these roads merged together? What was that moment? Or was there a moment? How, what was that kind of codifying moment? Well, the, and it's such a good question. So really where it all came from was a lot of these things were like, were brewing inside me as a lot of this happens. You have some experiences, you have some growth, you have some cool mile markers. Uh, but really the, the big defining moment, and, and we'll obviously talk more about it when I'm, when I'm there in Savannah, but for my dream job, the first year doing it, my bosses, the producers at NBC, incredible people, incredible series. The idea was that I was just going to be a goofy guy who would flail off the obstacles. Everyone would laugh and it'd be great. And I was like, got you. Cause I also come from comedy background. I'm like, okay, we'll just turn up the dial on that side and I'll flail off things. The thing was, was whether I was trying or not, the obstacles were so hard. I was going to splash in the water regardless. So I was like, all right, I'll just have some fun doing it. But then, and this was the really defining moment and, and one that I like to convey to people is for my dream job, my bosses came to me and they changed my expectations and job duty on a dime. They were like, hey, it actually works better if you were good at this. So we need you now to be good at this. And so now I'm like, ah, uh, I've just been failing on all of these. I can't do these. And now I have to be good at it. Keep in mind, there's so many athletes who are competing. Also, the sport is so big. There's so many athletes who are just in the world who would love to step in and do, do this job. So I really had to become good at this sport. So what I ended up doing was I reflected on, I'm like, all right, if I got to get good at this sport, I need to go and train with the best people. 
And this is so important because what I was doing at the time was I was scared to go train with the best athletes because it was going to be uncomfortable and overwhelming and intimidating and humbling. So I would just go to my gym and I do some pull-ups and I would tell myself that I was training, but really I wasn't because I wasn't doing what the best people did. So the biggest decision I had to make was I'm going to eat some humble pie and I'm going to be okay with that. So I would drove out and would train with the best athletes and I would fail my face off over and over and over and over again, be embarrassed, humbled, frustrated. But after a while, I realized, oh, the same thing happens every time you fail. And then I started to see that the same thing happens whether you're on a sport or you get in an argument with someone you love or you screw up a habit in your life. It's the same chain reaction. So that's what ended up, I made this formula for it. And really it led to what I speak on now, which is being unstoppable, which is the mindset that challenges are gonna come, we're gonna make mistakes, fine. Where other people stop, how do we keep going? And, and that's really what, what fires me up the most. So there's so many questions and so many ways that I want to kind of lead to that. You know, Using that as my segue, how does an obstacle course, so I'm former military, I've, I've run, you know, I've, I've run through the basic training obstacle courses. I'm a, I'm a four, I used to do like the Savage Race and the Mud Runs. Oh I've yeah, done, those are awesome. I, I love yeah. them. That was my, but when I try to compare those to the sports I've done, I'm not saying they're not athletic, but it's. It's not, it's, it's not a sport in the same way. It's not a game in the same way, I guess it would be. But it's still a sport. It's still athletics. It's not a game. But it's a total change in, in mind frame. Going from lacrosse, which has, like you said, D1, there's a, there's a league, there's rules, there's very specific, to you know, Ninja Warrior, it's, it's a, I'm not saying it's free form, but it's a different... It was Mars. It, it was it's Mars a different paradigm. Me. Right. Yeah. How do you shift your mind frame from that that is such an awesome question. It really is. And it's such an insightful question because I would joke, I played feet on the ground sports. So like I played lacrosse, I played baseball, I played hockey, uh, I played flag football or pick up football with the dudes, pick up basketball, any of those sports I can kind of figure out and do it. This was bonkers to me because now your primary device is not your feet running. You got to hang by your fingers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And one thing I love about the sport and why I have so much respect for it is not only do you have to hang, not only do you have to fly literally through the air, but then you have to do finesse moves, meaning you'll have a little ring. And while you're flying in the air, you got to look hand eye and hook on a ring. And so I really love that because you can't, you have to work extremely hard, but then you also have to be, you gotta, you gotta be an athlete too. So my answer to you is what I told myself was the best people at this sport have the most TOO time on obstacles. And that is just experience. And so I think we live in a time where people, especially now, if you're coming up and you see, you know, all this stuff on the internet, it's like, what's the secret formula? What, what, how do I do it? Who has, who has the answer? You know what the answer is? It's show up do your best, get messy. Some of that messiness is going to work out. Some of it's going to make mistakes, but all that's going to ebb and flow and you're going to progress. But I think too often we fall into this trap of it needs to be perfect. And, and that's, that's just never going to happen. It's just show up, roll up your sleeves, give it your best go. And, and I think this is really important. Have faith in yourself that you're going to figure it out in the moment. You know, you'll, you'll rise to that occasion. So I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm not trying to throw a curveball at you, but at the same time, <laughs> in that exact same, well, like, you know, obviously, you know, you're coming to our conference, we're the Association of Union Constructors. 
And construction's one of those things that there hasn't been leaps and bounds of technological improvement since the Industrial Revolution until the last 10, 15 years. Like, making a road was making a road, asphalt was asphalt, pillars were pillars, pylons were pylons. But in the last 15, 20 years, we're having this huge generational shift, exactly like leaving type of one type of sports, and we're having a generational shift. How do our leadership, we're not talking about just how do I train differently, how do we have leaders move a ship change a direction, change the rules of the game. We're playing a different type of sport now as the world is changing. How do you lead through that? Yeah, gosh, it's such a good question. I'll say a few things. You know, one, I love this expression from hockey. You know, you got you got to skate where the puck's going. And it's 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 just a next play mentality. And I'll say even more internally, our teams are going to pick up on how do we feel about this? So before we even get into the nitty gritty of it, as you as a leader, how do you feel about this? Are we saying this is stupid, this chat, GPT stuff, blah, 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 blah. is this all going to just go by the wayside and blow it over and we just got to endure? All right. Or as team members, do we look at our leader and say, okay, we don't know what's going to happen, but our leader's confident. Our leader's telling us we're going to face these challenges. We're going to figure it out. And, and, and we're in. We're in because of that. So I would say the first thing is as a leader, we got to consciously and authentically decide these changes are not what we asked for, but they are occurring. Okay, let's accept it and let's move with it. Because if not, we're trying to win a losing battle from the start. Because this isn't this isn't going to go anywhere. Um, the second thing I'll say is to empower your team members too. If we're trying to innovate, if we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we adapt in this? Call upon your team members, the ones that you feel really understand your company mission and are trustworthy. Make a little counsel. You know, a, a council of the best and brightest that you've got and, and make this take a little bit of the extreme heavy lifting off of your shoulders as a leader. And also your solid team members are going to have great ideas. There are. And the beautiful thing about that, I found whether it was, you know, I won U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year in making your council. It just makes it an us energy where now we're all trying to win together. We all have some, we're all in this fight together versus it being, well, the leader decided this, it didn't work out. Well, that's what the leader decided. Now we're all kind of coming to this decision together and the skin in the game is a lot stronger. I like that. And trying to kind of tie it back to, to some of the things that I've read and seen that you've said, tie that sort of back to being fail proof. And what does it mean to be fail proof? And what is, cause I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of companies going through some huge changes and there's a lot to overcome there. You know, what, what really pops out to me and, and I want to make sure I say this in a way that I think as, and, and I, you know, I know it's a predominantly male audience and I, I'm a male and I come from a male background of sports and we don't want to admit weakness. And so when I say this, I want to be clear that it is not a weakness. I think humility is a really brave quality and humility is saying, you know what? I don't have the answer. You know what? I'm okay showing up and giving my best and having this be imperfect. And so whether that was me training with American Ninja Warrior and showing up, I showed up to training, failing, frustrating, humiliating as a D1, as an All-American, as a U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year, as a world champion. I played in the World Championships of Lacrosse, second top goal scorer in the world. I arguably an expert in that sport. And then I showed up and failed, 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 failed embarrassed, humiliated, frustrated. And 
But there was no other way for it to work out without just having that humility of saying, you know what, I got to learn and improve at this. And I think if we translate that as leaders of connecting with our team and saying, hey, we don't know what the future is going to look like. We don't know all the right moves, but but let's show up. Let's show up and make the best decision we can right now. Commit to it, having faith that if we need to make some moves, figure it out, ebb and flow, we will. Um, but I, but I think too often we get in this trap of feeling like we have to have the exact right, perfect answer right now. And how can we? You know, that can be paralyzing. Absolutely. I want to kind of play off that statement. Construction, as you may or may not know, you know, we, we have one of the, uh, the highest ratings of, of, of stress as well as, as, uh, mental health, you know, issues. It's, yeah. it's, it literally is, I, I believe the highest, if not just the top, top few, the numbers kind of depending on which set you're looking at. I understand that you have an organization, you know, men we admire as it works on, on, on these things like mental health. We have a, a dial 988 campaign that we're pushing really hard uh, over the last few months. And, like you said, how are we going to get this right? And how are we going to survive these kind of transitions? How are, tell me a little bit more about the, you know, men me admire and, and mental health. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I get chills and I, I appreciate you bringing it up and sharing about the mental health as well. You know, so men we admire started, you know, and I'll, I'll share more about it when we're all together, but I was going through a darker patch in 2020 and into 2021. And, and here's what's interesting about that. My front of house was pretty good meaning I was going to compete on American Ninja Warrior. I was doing speaking. I had a book coming out. So if you just saw what I was doing, oh, okay, that guy's good. He's, he's, he's all good. He's, he's got good stuff going on. I'm a smiley guy. I'm happy. I'm energetic. Got good career stuff. Back of house, internal, I was so depressed and just questioning a lot, and I didn't like who I was. And so what I did at that time was I made a list of men that I admire. I've never done that before. And when I started writing it, I got chills and I was like, oh, that's what this is, is I would like to be a man that I admire. And then I started thinking about some of my my friends that I know and great guys and they want to be men that we admire too. And that's where this started, men we admire. Now it's two years in and we've got guys in, you know, we have guys in construction. We have uh, leaders of different companies. We, we, we've got uh, pro athletes. It's, it's, I call it high achieving men, just like what you all are because, and this is what fires me up. It's so hard to be a high achieving man who is waking up early and going and slaying the dragon. You're going and trying to go, you're working your tail off all day to literally kill this dragon or whatever helps the gazelle, bring it home for your family to eat, provide, achieve. And while you're doing that, which is not easy, just like we all talked about uncertain future, you got to work with team members, you got to adapt, you got to work with clients. It's not easy. You got a lot of stress or pressure there. You are also trying to be a high achieving man for your romantic partner, for your family. You're trying to not have too many habits that screw you up or vices or negative talk. So it's a lot. And sometimes in that high achieving pursuit, something's got to give. And usually what ends up happening is it's ourselves. We, we self harm or we make some silly mistakes or we sabotage a relationship. So that's where men we admire came from was just guys being able to talk once a week for an hour, just about what's going on in life. So that hopefully, you know, think about it like a timeout. 
<laughs> not like a kid getting punished, but like you're in the game and it's super intense. It's a playoff game, right? This is the game of your life. And we just call a timeout and we're like, hey guys, how you doing? What's going on? Do we need to make any strategic choices? Okay, ball in, let's go. And uh, you know, it's been it's been a really beautiful thing to share and realize you are not alone. You're not alone if you've been questioning yourself, if you're making mistakes, if you've got a relationship that's frayed, if you're still making a bad choice, if if something in your career is causing you stress, you're you're not alone. No, that's awesome. I I, I really appreciate you explaining that. So just kind of with my last few minutes, I'm going to I'm going to ask the un, unanswerable question. And I, 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 I <laughs> say great. I say it up front because I want you to know going up to it. I'm setting you up. It's a really it's an okay. unanswerable okay. question. So don't, you know, <laughs> It's kind of a restatement of a previous question, but I'm just going to add some weight to it of, of like you just said, you know, as, as from men we admire, we have the, you have to go slay the dragon and be there as a good husband, good father, good yeah. provider, good employee, good manager, good householder, good everything. Over here, we have the world changing faster than anyone has ever seen in the last 150 years. And we have to navigate unbelievable things. We have a generational shift. We have the unions at an, the unions are both declining and rising at the same time, which is a really interesting paradigm to be in the middle of we have all of these different things it would seem almost impossible to succeed but you are the advent the you are the guy about fail proof how on earth do we not fail at threading all of these needles at the same time i love it i'll give my short answer we fail when we stop so if you throw your hands up you quit the job you quit the relationship you quit on yourself and your life you stop yeah then it's a fail Write the chapter, close the book, put it in the history books. It's done. Boom. Cement it. It's over. If you decide no matter what comes our way, we are committed. We are all in. And knowing, I want to say this, knowing you're going to screw up. <laughs> you're going to think you did the right thing, but it ends up being the wrong choice. That is okay. Because if you are all in, if you're committed to this, look at the stat sheet at the end of the day. You're going to be winning you're gonna make the right choices more times than you make the wrong choice. You're going to outlast the challenges. You're going to bond with your teams. You're going to get closer to your goal. If you stop, we fail. But if you keep going, growing, and getting better, I, I think that's when you're unstoppable, is just knowing the challenges don't stop, but we don't stop. I'm not even gonna try to follow up with that. That's the best following and conclusion to that question I, I think I could <laughs> expect to get. Sir, thank you so much for joining us today. I uh, I really appreciate your time, and I'm looking so forward to uh, to getting to to see your uh, your talk with us here at the uh, CLC in a few weeks. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome, and I can't wait to be there with you all. Awesome, thank you so much. You've just listened to the Construction User 2.0 podcast from the Association of Union Constructors. Don't forget to subscribe to get all future episodes of what is going on and what is current in the union construction and maintenance industry. 